and welcome to my brand new podcast, Voices, with me, Sally Morgan. But you may know me best as Psychic Sally. Throughout my career, I have worked with celebs, royalty, and toured the world, helping people to find closure and happiness through the words and wisdom of their loved ones that have passed. This series, we will be hearing from voices of a different kind. Each episode, I will speak to powerful, strong, and influential women about their lives. Today, I talk to West End and Broadway star, Kerry Ellis. And I remember just kind of standing in the middle going, this is amazing. I, I, people still come and see me do what I do, and I'm so grateful because I love it so much. Absolutely. Well, everyone, I'm so excited this morning because you all know how I'm so fond of the theatre and my tour takes me all over the country and it's, I'm, I'm passionate about theatre and about theatres remaining open and as far as I'm concerned, every single town should have a theatre. So today I am so excited to have as my guest the beautiful, the lovely Kerry Ellis. Oh, thank you. That's a nice introduction. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thanks and for I, having me. You know, and I never know what I'm going to say. It's literally, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I'm wingy the whole time. But you are, you are the queen of theatre. Uh-huh. And Broadway, darling, aren't you? Uh, well, I, I have been to Broadway and it, it, I'm, it was one of my childhood kind of dreams. And then when it actually came a reality, I mean, it, it was just so magical and I'm so grateful thought that got to go although I you know lots of people go and perform on Broadway and then they then they want to stay there and they want to yeah. live there but I I loved it and I love going back but I do love coming home as well yeah but I think that you know anyone you get offered you know a part on Broadway you're gonna snatch it out their hands yeah. aren't you oh yeah and, and I think because of the show that took me to Broadway which was Wicked I, I was the first uh, British alphabet here to play the Green Witch um and I played the played the role here for a, a year, and then when the call came, you know, would you like to take yeah. the show to Broadway as well? I mean, it was just it was magical, and and to work, you know, on Broadway doing that role was just incredible, and I'm I'm just forever grateful. Oh well, I just so are we that we could see you do, in that in that part. And listen, um, might sound like a silly question here. How do you get that green makeup on? I mean, were you in the shower every night? Well, I think because I did it for quite a while. I was a bit of an old hat at it. I think. Um, yeah, you kind of everybody. Does does their own thing but there is the way of like steaming it off in the shower so that it you, the minute you scrub it that's it you're you're green forever yeah, yeah. it's in those pores and so you and you're also you're you're a singing star as well I mean you've you've made albums mm-hmm. you record you work with Brian May yeah I mean you know it's incredible you've got and do you do you juggle this is it are you doing like theatre and you're recording or or do you make space in your schedule for just doing each yeah it's a good question I mean I think I I think the ideal would be to say yeah I'm going to record for six months and then I'm going to do a show and then I'm going to do this and then but I mean you probably know it doesn't kind of happen like that you're kind of what you're always waiting for that phone call and and then it can change literally in seconds you know I'm yesterday I, I I've I got a job, um, I might be going to Milan for a couple of days. And, you know, it was yesterday and I didn't even know I was going to do that. How you know? exciting. So it, it, I kind of, I like that it changes a lot and I like the... I kind of like the uncertainty and mm. the... You know, well, it's spontaneous, isn't it? Is it is spontaneous. I mean, we crave stability as humans. We want to know what we're doing. But I think 
it keeps me excited and keeps me interested if I don't quite know. <laughs> yeah, and, and do you think that, it, you know, life being spontaneous, um, that that really is an ingredient for success do you think that mm, being able know. to be, well you're very <laughs> successful uh, aren't you darling yeah i well, mean you're it's it's amazing your life and it's still i mean you are still right at the top which is which is difficult nowadays yeah it is i think you have to be open to everything and i quite like a challenge i like you know when my agent calls me and says oh this has come in do you want to do this or i like that it it kind of puts me out of my comfort zone and that mm. it, it challenges me um because when you when you are in a long-term show if you're in it for six months or a year you get very familiar with what you're doing so I quite like what I'm doing at the moment is I'll be in the studio a couple of days and then I'll be out doing a voiceover and then I'll be out um doing a concert and then mm. I'm being a mum and then you know yeah. I like the variety absolutely because when you are in a show you know I know only too well you that schedule oh. is prepared a year before isn't it yeah a year and a half so yeah. you really it's it's irremovable you you know you, you can't let the public down so to speak so that must be being able to be flexible and yeah. do what really you're on call for whatever it must be so exciting yeah it is it's, it comes with a lot of pressure as well I mean as you know it's it's people come to see you so it, it, you have to be on form you have to be ready to give that audience who are seeing you for the first time um the best show you can do and that that might be eight shows a week it might be two it might be whatever and you have to be ready to you know give your all and that can be quite stressful and quite demanding at times but I think then you kind of I mean I've been doing this for nearly 20 years and you kind of condition yourself to yeah. be ready and well, adrenaline you, pays a massive part doesn't it and I do not think that also that um where, where I don't, I don't over, I try not to, and I don't really overthink what I'm about to do when I go on. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd never go on, would you? I, you would, I think you'd freak yourself out. I Wouldn't mean, I know, you? I know a lot of people suffer with anxiety and 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 and, and stage fright and those kind and kind of things. And I think that is exactly it. If you think about it too much, you just if you, you thought of what you were about to go and do, you wouldn't go on. You wouldn't go on. You have so to just do it. Because <laughs> people say to me, "Do you get nervous?" and it's not being clever. I don't. Do you? And and then they say, "But nerves are good." And then I think, well, maybe I'm not. I'm not good enough if I don't get nervous. But literally, I stand, you know, in the wings, waiting to go on, listening to the montage. And then basically, as I step on, I'm really this other person. Are you yeah, the same? I agree. I totally agree with you. I think I do get nervous, but I, it, for me, it's more. It's more excitement. It's more adrenaline, and it's. I mean, I love it. I love the minute mm. I walk on the stage. I love hearing the music. I love singing. I love being in front of an audience. And I think it's more about that, just that excitement and turning that those mm. it, those nerves or, or whatever it is into a positive. And are you superstitious? Do you, are you like before <laughs> you go on? Are you quite methodical? I I I eat a lot of bananas when I'm on tour. Yeah. I eat about four or five a day. And it's a lot of I bananas. Eat, I know it's a lot of bananas. <laughs> it gives me instant ed energy. See, but it's a bit like even. This is, I'm going to sound like so OCD now. <laughs> I even have the bananas. I have them a certain way, certain way where my makeup is, and it's crazy. And if I come off, if anyone's been in there and tidied up, running, it's like it they fit. move. And I'm, I'm superstitious. Then I think, yeah. is the second half going to be any good? Yes. I mean, are you superstitious? Well, I think all performers are in. Even with, even if you think you're not, I think we all are, because because so much can affect your performance. And I think if we can. If we can blame it, or if we can associate it with anything else, you know, like you've not 
put your costume on the same way every day mm. or you've not had your tea or you've not had whatever it is. I, and when you're in a long-term show, it's easy to fall into those routines. Mm. And I, I, I try not to get into those routines, but then... I, you know, won't walk under a ladder and I won't walk over three drains. And if I see a magpie, I will salute. Yeah. So it's in me. It's is definitely it, in me. It's there. And um, you, you're a mum. I mean, you've got two adorable little boys. Yeah. How do you um, juggle that with being a <laughs> successful woman? I mean, oh, it's I not know, easy, is it's it? It's not easy. And I, it's... It's really, t- I mean, I'm in one way, I'm incredibly fortunate that I get to do a job I love. I get to be a mum and it's kind of the best of both worlds. It is a constant um, challenge to find childcare. And then also when you go to work, you have the mummy guilts mm. and, you know, you, you want to be in two places at one, at one time. And But it, I love that my children have been so involved. I mean, when both of them were born or even when I was pregnant, I was I was performing right through until pretty much so two did weeks you, before. Did you, do they go to the theatre with you? Do they watch you? Do they you... do. They come... Well, both of them have come on tour when they were babies with me. In fact, uh, both tours that I did with Brian, um, they were in child seats. You know, they came on the whole That's tour. Brilliant. They did tour buses. They did planes. They did hotels, you know. And so that was nice that I could have them with me. I think it's harder now because one of them's in school. Mm. And suddenly we're in that school um, schedule. And, mm. you know, we, when you, you you find yourself getting into a routine, things like exercise and eating right, you know, mm. that we have in a show, the, those things that you fall into, you fall in with the school runs and the school routines. And now I'm, holidays have thrown me out completely. <laughs> but no. I'm, I'm fortunate that they do come to sound checks and they do come and see a bit of shows. Um, so you're, so basically you are literally, you're a working mum. I mean, you I are, am. you're working and they're with you. I am. That's quite amazing, isn't it? It's, when I look back, and I'm sure you, you do the same when they're born, it's a bit like, how do, how do we do it? But yeah. You just get on with it, don't you? You do. And I think as long as you're open to change, because it's always changing, their schedule changes, our schedule changes. And I think you just have to adapt and go with the flow and know that it will be okay. When, when you're in a, a big West End show, um, do, you, do you rehearse every day or do they, you just have a rehearsal period and then do the show and then that's all you do every night? Do you have to go in still and sort of go over your lines? Yeah, you have a rehearsal period which can be anything from four to eight weeks depending on whether it's a new show or whether it's a takeover. Um, and then it's pretty much once you're in, there aren't really many rehearsals unless somebody else is joining the show. There isn't that kind of daily, you know, nine to five rehearsals. There, there might be a clean up call now and again, but generally it's then you're in show mode and you're in doing eight shows a week. So, so have you ever had a situation where you've become the lead because you were the understudy and the lead was off sick or something like that? Well, in my very first show, so the the very first West End show I did um, uh, in in 2002, I think it was, um, was My Fair Lady and I was understudy to Martine McCutcheon and who was in EastEnders. She'd just come out of EastEnders. And she's got a lovely voice. She's phenomenal. And she was so, so talented. brilliant she's, in the yeah, role. She played yeah. Eliza Dooley's one. I was her cover. Yeah. I was actually the second cover. And So you can do a nice Cockney accent then, can oh. you, Karen? <laughs> I could. I might, I might have to teach you, love. Yeah. <laughs> I could. Your... There you go. Great show <laughs> yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, so she went off. She she got poorly. And, um, and I got to go on and play the role opposite Jonathan Price, who was oh, magical. Amazing. Um, so, and so, yeah, I did step in and I did have that moment of 
yeah. what is going on. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. That must be, you never, you can't recapture that ever again. No, no. It, 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 I don't really remember it, if I'm honest. I don't yeah. really remember doing the show. I remember kind of afterwards, you know, the relief and the adrenaline and the excitement, but I don't really remember doing the show. It was almost surreal. It was, it was incredible because uh, it, it was the first West End show I'd ever done and to be thrown into, uh, you know, the limelight like that, and when I when I was doing the show, there was no um, social media. It wasn't out on Twitter. We didn't even have Twitter, you know. So it was in the papers. It went everywhere. It was a big story. Um, the show was quite high profile anyway because of Martine and Jonathan. Um, and she she won an, uh, an Olivier for it. So the show was was directed by Trevor Nunn. Um, it was a it was a big talked about show. And then suddenly when she went sick, you know, and I played the role, it was just everywhere and I I think it, it it you know it started my career off with a bang um it's also how I met Brian because I was doing the show and Brian was in the audience um not that night but later on in the run and he saw me in the show and then asked me to come and audition for We Will Rock You um which I did and then obviously I I did We Will Rock You but I, I met Brian as well so that's when my kind of dual career started doing theatre which was amazing and also working with Brian and, and started my music career and how did you feel personally as a woman uh taking over from someone that was hugely successful and then you know how she had to pull out yeah so there's it's sort of like it's sweet and sour isn't it is that how you felt it is and what was interesting at the time I mean I was 19 so it was it was a start for me um it was difficult because obviously people were coming to see Martine and when she's then not on, it's quite, it's quite hard for them. You know, you hear the, oh, you hear that. And, no and it's hard because you're about to go on and oh. play, you know, this massive show for the first time. So you, you, you feel that expectation is, is hard. So what do they do? Do, do, the, do they announce before they you go on that, that Martine isn't going to Yeah, be? they announce it and oh, you hear 2,000 people go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when you're... I was I was 19 nobody knew who I was so there was no expectation from me so I just had to you come out gave it your all yeah. yeah and I had no fear I had no pressure on me so it was it was kind of it was quite liberating but now you know t- nearly 20 years on I look back and I have now been in that situation where I've had to go off because I've been, you know, eight shows a week constantly for a year is, is hard. Mm. And, and I've had to take nights off because of sickness or whatever. Mm. And I've been in that situation now. And, and when you, when you, when you can't be there, it's devastating because you don't want to let people down. It's, you feel that guilt and that mm. weight and that pressure. And, and it's really difficult, but you also, you know, there is that you're giving someone a chance to, to, to play that role and, and yeah it is bittersweet it was it was amazing for, yeah. for your life changed my it life. changed your life isn't that incredible it did and then things come off of the back of that um and and you write what what else do you, do you write music do you write I, songs i co-write i've i've dabbled in writing um brian and i have have done um some originals together i mean he's obviously he's written some incredible songs um so and such I'm, a nice guy oh he's amazing yeah and yeah. He, and he's he's we've been working together for 15 years on and off um and we started off right um doing covers and um 
the first album was Anthem, so it's very big songs. Um, and then later on, we've kind of started writing together. I've also started writing with um, other people, Ben Adams, who's a phenomenal writer. So are you writer. lyrics and, and they're the music? A bit of both, that. really. It's quite, it's because it's not a natural thing for me to do. Um, I've kind of been working with established writers that come with the, with an idea. And then I kind of have an influence on the lyric and um, the melodies, you know, it's, nice. it's really collaborative and I love it because it's a new avenue for me. So are you, are you in the studio at the moment putting together an album? Um, yeah, definitely. I'm working on um, an originals album at the moment, which is really exciting because it, again, it's something I haven't done before. Um, if I've done an album and it's had a couple of originals on, that's been great, but I haven't really written them. So this year, I'm yeah collaborating and it's it's Fantastic. nice to work with different writers and see how they work and they work so differently which is is has been a real process for me and exciting so when you when you look at your career so far what do you think drives you because definitely I I, I think that people that um are performers entertainers in the theater when we're not driven in a monetary sense what do you mm. think drives you I just love it. I think there's nothing like um, just being on a stage and singing with a with a band or an orchestra. Live, or isn't a, it? It's live, and you get live. that instant reaction, don't yeah. you? Which you can't recapture. No, you can't, and you can't explain it to somebody no. how that feels. And it's just, I I also think the older I get, the more appreciative I am of it. I think I did. I agree. A, I did yeah. some gigs. Um, quite recently at, at St Albans Abbey, a beautiful venue. I mean, it was just incredible and there was a huge choir lovely band and I remember just kind of standing in the middle going this is amazing I, I people still come and see me do what I do and I'm so grateful because I love it so much absolutely well they'll always come and see you because you're, so. So, you're so talented <laughs> darling enjoying the podcast why not join Sally for her 10 year anniversary tour Psychic Sally 10 years and counting the messages from beyond will come in thick and fast in this funny, entertaining, touching, sometimes heartbreaking show. Sally will be using her skills as a world-renowned psychic in this jaw-dropping experience that has attracted and amazed theatergoers and psychic fans for the last decade. To get your tickets, head to sallymorgan.tv now. And just so you know, this episode was recorded at City of Quebec. City of Quebec is situated close to Oxford Street, offering a chilled, relaxing atmosphere during the day and a selection of entertainment of an evening. Downstairs hosts their club and is open until 3am Friday and Saturday nights, with DJs putting their individual twist on each night. For all the latest goings on, check them out on Instagram at the Quebec. So when we look at Wicked, which you, know, you made it your own, um, and, you know, we can't go and sort of study a witch, or did you? I mean, it's a spooky role. It's something I'd love to play. Um, how did you uh, sort of look at that? And how did you sort of know how to play it? Because you made that role your own oh, as well. I loved, I love, love, loved playing Elphaba Did you? Wicked. Did you find that because it's such a huge character that actually you changed it, it sort of morphed into something else? Yeah, I mean, I think with any, with any role, you have to bring a bit of yourself to it, to make it yours, to make, and you have to be, a character has to be truthful, and even though she's a, a fictional character, she has to be believable. believable. Yeah. So 
I had to bring myself to her. And there was, I had a lot of um, similarities to her. She's very strong. <laughs> you know, she's, yes, yes. I'm not green, obviously. And you haven't got the nose. And I haven't got the nose. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, she's an incredible... Um, she's very brave. She's um, she's also very sensitive and very um, affected by the people around her. What about the voice? Did that? Did you find that strange your own voice? Oh, the, yeah, I did. Did you? I found it very because it's such a big thing. This uh, it's it's relentless, and also the screaming, the yeah. the laugh, the cackle. The um, do a cackle for oh, me. I don't even know if I can. Oh, go on, do a ca- cackle for me. Go on. <laughs> It was me last night. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely I think, am a witch. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got a natural cackle anyway. But yeah, I, I mean, it was, I just loved, loved, loved playing it. And and I loved singing those songs. I probably love them more now because in the context of the show, you've, you're singing 20 numbers, whereas amazing. now I get to sing one or two and just really enjoy them. I don't but have to pace myself. Isn't it amazing what our body can do? Do you know what I mean? What, oh, it is. What, you know, I know that you were 19 and when we're younger they say that we can do more um but I beg to differ there because I think I work harder now than I have ever done but I think that it's just incredible when you look at the diversity that our throat our voice our mind yeah because you all the time you are thinking you have to be her yeah it is it's amazing what you what you you can do you know eight shows a week of of singing those songs and playing those roles both the witches you know the good witch as well it's they're they're big roles to take on and and you do condition yourself to 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 be fit enough to be mentally strong enough to you know to be able to go through that 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 role and you've either and I think you've either got it or you haven't do you know what I mean you're either going to do it or you you could never do that I think you've you've you have to have the determination and the passion for it and because it's a tough business and it it would you would stop if if you weren't committed and you didn't love it you would give up because it's demanding it's hard yeah so all those girls out there you can do it you can do it and you give it a go because it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> and get your cackle out everybody <laughs> get, get your cackle, cackle out <laughs> um so I, I have to ask you this because of my subject matter uh, spiritually mm. when you're when you're in a theater and you're on stage do you feel something extra <laughs> do, do you know what i mean it's it's um because i think being live on stage and having that you're fed from all that energy in mm, the audience yeah do you actually sometimes think there's something else going on here i definitely do and i think i think as performers i think most of us do i think that that we have to feel something spiritually and because of what we do isn't quite normal and i think that we are we are driven in a, in a different way, and and theatres do have a have a sense of something else, and well, lots, an atmosphere, lot, isn't there? Yeah, lots of of people go, oh, this one's haunted, and there's a mm. you know there's a resident ghost here, and there's <laughs> yeah. you know this that, yeah. and, and and it does make you suddenly suddenly look around, and because you're all in your dressing rooms on your own sometimes, and you do suddenly think. And have you ever had an experience like that, like a spooky experience? I have, actually. I have. Actually, when I was doing My Fair Lady, and it was in Drury Lane, um, I think there's a couple of... Can you imagine Drury Lane? (laughs) There's a weird bit under the stage. It's called called the ballet room, which is the rehearsal um, space. And underneath there's, there's... it's it's it hasn't been touched for years and years and years and if you walk down there it's pretty spooky Mm. but I was up in the um it was very early on in the run and I was a swing on the show so I wasn't always 
on stage I was you know in the dressing room and I was in for a rehearsal or costume fitting and there was not really anybody on our level I was right up the top I went up to the wardrobe village which is right in the top of the theatre um and nobody was up there so I walked up and I kind of shouted hello 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 nobody was in there and literally I heard a hello and I turned around female voice yeah female voice there was nobody there and I heard it again they said hello and that was it. I was looking around. Ooh. There was nobody there. And I got off that fly force so yeah. fast. Because you just know when it, it's like, you know when it's like a, a solid, genuine, real person. And it's like not. You know when it's, it's so just... clear. Yeah. When it's so clear. Yeah. That's what, I think that's what freaked me out. That it wasn't something that I thought, you know, that was in a distance and it was quite muffled. It was so clear that I was like, there's somebody there. There's a, yeah. And then when you realise there's nobody there, <laughs> I was like, ah! Yeah. But you see, theatres are, <clears throat> I think theatres are, are so haunted because of the energy of the audiences when they're there, that when someone loved that theatre, you know, performed there, sang there or whatever, or worked there, and they pass over, it's almost as if their their energy is, is, is stuck there. Yeah. So it's not surprising. I do love the stories, though, when, you know, when you do go into a new theatre or, you know, the... the the, the stage manager or the or the house manager or they you know they yeah. love a story about oh, you know the yeah. resident ghost and who's seen them and yeah exactly. I've never seen I've never seen one um, but I have had that experience so yeah we'll that, see the I, I just think that to be able to do all the different things that you do for theatre and with music I mean it's just it's amazing isn't it yeah. that you are able to do all of that I mean it's just it's incredible yeah I, I just I I just think I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunities, and you know it can be quite a short-lived career um, because it, it, you know the parts have to be out there, the calling has to be out there, for and you, you have to evolve, don't you? You have so to that evolve, you, definitely. Yeah. And I'm always kind of finding. I don't always wait for the phone to go. I, I'm, I'm self-creating. I, I, I put gigs on, or I'll, I'll yeah. do a charity something, or I'll do a, you know. I, you just got to be doing things, things you know, or I'll then do, you know, work on some new music or, or you know, I think you always have to be putting yourself out there. What's the, what's, what can we expect from you in the near future? What are you doing at the moment? Well, I'm doing um, a ton of concerts um, all over the country. On um, your own or with Brian? Uh, not with Brian at the moment, but we're going back into the studio in September, which is really exciting because he's obviously on his world tour, well, his American tour at the moment um, mm. with Adam Lambert and Queen and we are going back in the studio in September, so we're going to hopefully work on some new music, which is exciting. And what about America for you? Oh. To, that I mean, I'd love to. And there's, there's places like um, Carnegie Hall, Madison Square Garden, you know, they're on my dream list. I mean, whether they'll happen, I don't know, but... You know, I think you have to you have to dream big and you have to keep having those thoughts. You know, because when I was younger, I dream, dreamt of being on Broadway, playing the Abbott Hall, playing Wembley, playing the O2. And then when you start doing them and ticking them off, you think, actually, wow, these, yeah. these happen. So then you have to dream even bigger. So they're definitely on there. But, and do you, do you visit schools? Do you, are you, do you mentor younger people people yeah. that would love you know the youngsters that would love to get involved with theater a little bit i do i do a few workshops now i, I do go into um uh, theater schools and and do a few hours you know chat to people um so i don't important. like to teach because i'm not a teacher but no. i do like to go and speak about my experiences and say look this is what happened to me and yeah it's inspiring so, yeah. You, you you we need to inspire we need that next generation don't yeah, we yeah yeah 
because you know it, it's it's so important and it's only people that are at the top like you Carrie that can really have that voice to be able to go in and inspire them I think so I think and I, I think I remember as a young I mean I remember Ruthie Henshaw coming into college um and speaking to us and it was it's so vivid in my memory and I remember going wow you know she's out there doing it and she's and it's possible and and it's possible and and it was so important so I I feel especially now maybe five ten years ago I wouldn't have had the right energy or the right things to say whereas I feel like I can go and Mm. speak from experience now yeah well exactly university of life there's nothing better is there yeah well, I think there's amazing things coming up for you. I mean, maybe you're going to get a little bit of a Sally Morgan reading Ooh. here. <laughs> That's exciting. Very exciting. Because <laughs> I, I do think that I mentioned your writing because I really sense around you that there's going to be a particular track, song, that someone will cover that will be huge, but you'll, you'll have written it. <gasps> That's so amazing. How, how that. amazing is that? And you're going to move as well. Ooh. So that it could all sort of happen together. Definitely America again. Oh, wow. I'd love that. And I think that you will be alongside some other people, not necessarily Brian. So there may be someone else um, from a band that you will collaborate with. Amazing. Uh, very, very important. For, you've got an amazing November and December. Oh, exciting so I do I what do you do in December do you do concerts uh, and things I do I have got a couple for just around Christmas scheduled in at the moment um but you know who yeah knows? what hall uh not uh not just yet I'm kind of the symphony hall Birmingham um, oh well that's on par really of, isn't yeah, it yeah I, I'm sort of sensing that yeah. that you know big concert halls yeah. so Christmas where the, yeah you're in your because when I when I knew that I was going to be speaking to you, I was so, so excited mm. because I'm a theatre person. So, of course, we <laughs> well, you know, do it. You're out well, there doing it. Well, we it. all know who, who Carrie is. But do you sometimes, are you sometimes amused, perhaps, that not everyone would immediately know you, yet you are in theatre land? You know, you're the queen of theatre. It's Well, it's funny because, you know, the power of television changes people's lives. Doesn't and, it? You know, you can be you can be very successful in your field doing what you do and... In theatre, yes, people are going to know who I am. But if I walk down the street, it might be a very small minority that would recognise me. Um, but that's quite nice. It is nice. Yeah, you don't it, get chased around the supermarket. No. no, I think the only thing that with um, exposure brings choice. I think, um, you know, having that slight bigger exposure gives you it just lets you be able to book bigger venues and sell them out. You know, that's mm. that's what it brings. And I at the moment I'm fortunate I I like playing different size venues so I love the intimate ones I'm playing the pheasantry in a couple of weeks which I love it holds like 150 people isn't that nice which I love but then you get to do you know if I go and play the Albert Hall it's just it blows my mind you know I love it but um yeah I think the only thing that that brings that exposure is it, it just makes you be able to but bigger venues. <laughs> but, yeah, but I think that, you know, what you're doing in theatre, I mean, you're winning all the awards. Wow. You are that, darling. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 quite, it's quite incredible, the awards that you've won. You know, and you've had this, um, I'm just looking here, hang on a minute. F- uh, 
favorite female breakthrough performance yeah that was quite special because of it was oh, 2009 I, but one. it was when i went to broadway so it was i nobody knew me there so it was the first show i'd ever done on broadway and then to be over there and be recognized oh, for what amazing. you're doing was was quite i'm very proud of that i'm very proud of that moment and you know to be recognized here is wonderful uh, I've, I've had a few um stage awards which has been lovely um but essentially i it's the people and if people come and see me do what i love doing that's what's important for me well, exactly and olivier would be nice but well, you know, they, i won't chase well, it well you, never, well you never know put it out there what did they say? put it out we, there we want the olivia angel please we, we're no more parking angels just the olivia just the award angel and um, well i just want to thank you so very much for coming in to talk to oh, me no, thank you it's yeah. been lovely and um I'm going to listen to your Cockney accent in a minute. Oh, no. Oh, God, blimey. <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, Sally. Oh, no. <laughs> I, why am I putting it on? I don't have to. I, that is me anyway. That's how I talk. <laughs> That's um, So, big hugs, big love. Thank and you so much. I know everyone that's living, listening to this is going to be looking out for Kerry Ellis in her next role. Joy. Thank you so much. Kerry's story is completely mind-blowing. I mean, she's such a modest person with such a huge talent. The West End, Broadway, children, and still out there recording. I hope you enjoyed Kerry's interview as much as I did. If you have enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review and a little comment. enjoying this podcast then you will love the real brunch a weekly pop culture podcast where three friends get together to discuss their lives would you rather be smart or pretty 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 <laughs> no 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 smart no i can't be lying i want to be pretty <laughs> with amazing guest interviews such as got Gwan. so you could say anything let's put my name before it you know what you're gonna get so yeah. it could be like gox fill your house of free Gots Closed Roadshow. I mean, Gok whips a bear. I mean, you can even kind of know kind of what you're going to get. World champion athlete Dina Asher-Smith. Still, every single race, you can go out there and honestly just focus on yourself and try and beat your personal best, mm. which I think is really empowering in itself. So, yeah, obviously, go to the Olympics, you want to win. But if you come third in, like, a national record, an amazing time, a time that you're a little child inside, you could never have envisaged you could ever run. You're going to be happy, aren't you? And of course, Sally Morgan. But me, I used to go in when I was tired or I was going to go down with something, darling, like yeah. you did in those days. <laughs> in the 50s, you went down with chicken pox or the measles or whatever. Um, and it, it, basically, it, she used to say to me, you'll have your funny moments now because it seemed as if when I wasn't very well, I knew things. Search The Real Branch on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast app. This is a podcast by Peroxide Media.